Yes, good morning. Welcome back to The Scorecard. It's your fast, fun hit of sport for Wednesday, the 2nd of December. I'm Liam Flanagan. And today on the menu, we've got an Aussie sporting giant saying goodbye. The summer of cricket headed for court. COVID hits a world champion. But first... Drugs are bad. You shouldn't do drugs. Naden has got them going. Out of trouble. Luai pushing up in support. He runs to two of Varsashek. He runs away from him. The chase is on. But Brent Naden scores an incredible try. Penrith Panthers player Brent Naden was yesterday provisionally suspended by the NRL under the code's anti-doping policy after he returned a positive A sample for... Yep, Bolivian marching powder, nose candy, the old booger sugar. And since cocaine is prohibited by WADA, Naden won't be allowed to compete in any WADA-compliant sport, which includes rugby league, while he's provisionally suspended. What comes as possibly a bigger shock is the timing of the positive test. It was the night of the Panthers' 26-20 grand final loss to the Melbourne Storm. Melbourne have won it! The Panthers released a statement yesterday afternoon that, quote, Brent approached the club following the 2020 NRL grand final to seek help with a number of personal issues. At the time, he admitted to the use of a recreational drug. Panthers will continue to provide Brent and his family the support they need moving forward. F1 driver Roman Grosjean credited the halo for his survival of the fiery crash in Monday's Bahrain Grand Prix. The lightweight protective device has been celebrated widely, but it seems there's one thing it can't prevent. Seven-time world champion Lewis Hamilton will not be taking part in next weekend's Sakir Grand Prix after testing positive for COVID-19. Yes, the F1 dominating driving guru that is Lewis Hamilton will not be on the grid this weekend after testing positive on Monday, meaning he will miss the Sakir Grand Prix. But when you've won 11 of the 15 races this season, sewn up the Drivers' Championship and led Mercedes to the Constructors' Championship, you could probably argue he's earned himself a week off. He's hoping he recovers like he drives. Very fast. With the first pick in the 2005 NBA Draft, the Milwaukee Bucks select Andrew Bogut from Australia and the University of Utah. And 15 years later... The decision that I made and, and where I will be signing for, for next season is absolutely nowhere. Um, I'll be retiring from, from professional basketball effective immediately. The career of arguably Australia's greatest ever basketballer, yes, I know Ben Simmons is an absolute moral to be better than him, but he's not there yet, has come to an end. Andrew Bogut announcing his retirement yesterday. If you're a journalist or someone on social media or you know, a quote-unquote journalist and you're, you're going to be posting my quote um, that I'm retiring, guess where you heard it? You heard it on Rogue Bogues, so make sure you give the podcast a plug. Thank you, Andrew. I was about to say the announcement was made by his very own podcast, Rogue Bogues, where he plans to share more stories from his career and what a career it was. Bogut with the right-handed hammer. Brewer rushing at Bogut, blocked by Bogut. Four rejections in less than eight minutes. Beginning with the Bucks as the number one draft pick in 2005, Bogues had stints at the Dallas Mavericks and the LA Lakers, but it was his time with the Golden State Warriors from 2012 to 2016, during which they broke the record for most wins in an NBA regular season and clinched the 2015 NBA championship that will be most remembered. His return to the Sydney Kings in the NBL sparked a renewed interest in the domestic competition, but yet again, COVID is to blame for us not getting to see Bogues one more time as a boomer. I was hoping to get to 2020 Tokyo Games and then calling it a day after that. 
That would have been my fourth Olympics and selfishly, obviously, it would have been a great accolade to have four Olympic Games under your belt, but it's just not meant to be. Damn you, COVID. But thank you, Bogues. The final one-day international between Australia and India is happening in Canberra today, but the big cricket story continues off the field as broadcaster Channel 7 and Cricket Australia. Actually, let's, let's set this up properly. In the world of Cricket Australia, the games are broadcast by two separate yet equally important networks. Channel 7, who broadcast the test matches, and Fox Sports, who broadcast the test matches and the short stuff. These are their stories. A court date between Channel 7 and Cricket Australia seems inevitable, as documents filed yesterday to the Federal Court revealed that the TV network believes the governing body has stuffed them around twice. Firstly, they believe that Cricket Australia caved to the Board of Control for Cricket in India when it brought the ODIs and T20 games ahead of the test matches in the summer schedule, creating an environment, quote, exceptionally advantageous to Fox Sports. And secondly, Seven also believes Cricket Australia may have been motivated by a commercial arrangement with the Tasmanian government to kick off the upcoming Big Bash League in the Apple Isle, a location which was at the bottom of the pecking order for the broadcaster. All you want to hear is how great it is out here. Well, it may be great for you, but it sucks for me. I hate this place. Interim Cricket Australia CEO Nick Hockley responded in a statement released yesterday saying, quote, With so much positivity around Australian cricket, it is disappointing that Seven West Media has again chosen to use the media to talk our wonderful game down. End quote. All due respect, Nick, they're a media organisation. Where else do you expect them to talk the game down? And while Channel 7 isn't happy with the behaviour of its summer sport, Channel 9 might not have a summer sport at all. Craig Tarley was the keynote speaker at a Business in Sports Summit this morning where he let slip that cancelling the Grand Slam was still an option that was on the table. Nine's Alicia Mewling reporting that Australian Open chief Craig Tiley has admitted that the tournament could still be cancelled. No one told us. No, nothing's been cancelled. That's a relief. And hopefully it won't be. As Tiley later tweeted, that Tennis Australia is confident they'll be in a position soon to finalise details for the tournament. The public speculation continues to be that the tournament start date will be pushed from January 18th to the 1st of February and that international players, while required to quarantine for 14 days on arrival, will have facilities made available to them to train. There's your sporting hit for Wednesday the 2nd of December. Don't forget the final one-day international of the summer is on today in Canberra, so keep an eye on Steve Smith because he's on the cusp of becoming the first Aussie ever to score three consecutive centuries in one-day internationals. Just saying... You'll never have more reason to pay attention to what's going on in Canberra outside of a federal election. I'm Liam Flanagan. We'll see you tomorrow on The Scorecard.